Well, good evening. That sounds weird, because usually I'm saying good morning. <laughs> Welcome to this Ash Wednesday service here at First Presbyterian Church. Ash Wednesday marks the beginning of Lent, which is 40 days before Easter. But of course, you all knew that already. Believe it or not, tonight is the first time in over 40 years of ministry that I've ever brought the message for an Ash Wednesday service. All of what I experienced with Ash Wednesday and Lent has taken, taken place in the past seven years that I've been here. Yes, as a Bible major in college and a doctor of ministry and master of ministry studies, I knew that there was an Ash Wednesday. I knew what it was. And I knew that there was Lent, but I've never served in a church that actually held an Ash Wednesday service or participated in the Lenten season. Over the past seven years, I've participated in Ash Wednesday services and even the imposition of ashes with full support but not always confident in what I was doing. When I saw the 2023 preaching schedule was published and my name was in the slot for Ash Wednesday, I was tempted to opt out. But then I remembered how God was faithful when I was tagged to tackle the essential tenet, election for salvation and service when I first got here. I realized that it was past time for me to explore the significance of Ash Wednesday and Lent and what it meant to me so that I could, with integrity, share with you tonight. My exposure to Ash Wednesday in my early Christian walk was seeing my high school and middle school and even elementary school friends coming to school on Ash Wednesday after being at a morning service and they, they had the ashes on their forehead. I grew up in an area where there were mainline churches and, and many liturgical churches and many churches that, that held to and, and served and sponsored Ash Wednesday services. Some of the kids that came, to, came in with the cross on their forehead I was surprised that they ever knew what the inside of a church looked like. And so that was a bit confusing to me. As I grew into a non-denominational worldview, I was confused. I wasn't involved in Ash Wednesday or Lent. And all that was dismissed, and I managed to walk and to serve in non-denominational churches and circles until moving here to San Antonio just a few years ago and joining this staff. I invite you to join, to join me on my journey of discovery. I chose my scripture reading from Luke 4, 1 and 2, because it gives us a place to start in understanding what we are launching tonight. Follow along with me 
as I read Luke 4, 1 and 2. And Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness for 40 days, being tempted by the devil. And he ate nothing during those days. And when they were ended, he was hungry. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I pray that tonight as we come together at this service that begins the Lenten season, and for the imposition of ashes and what that means in our hearts as we leave here tonight, that you would go before us, that you would open our hearts and our minds to what you have for us and what you want us to learn from this act of worship. Thank you for your goodness in our hearts and our minds. Prepare us for what is ahead in the next 40 days. Open our hearts and our minds to participate and to understand exactly what that means for each of us. Thank you for a time together tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. So in the wake of the celebration of his baptism, when we heard God scream out when he came out of the water, this is my beloved son. In him, I am well pleased. Jesus was taken by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil and fasting and prayer. We have the opportunity for the next 40 days Thus, the scripture tells us that for 40 days, Jesus was in the wilderness. So that's the first clue of why we do what we do in Ash Wednesday and Lent. The Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness with the, hope, with the help of the Holy Spirit and will lead us we have an opportunity for the next 40 days to follow Jesus into a time of repentance, fasting, and prayer with the hope that the Holy Spirit will lead us on a journey of deeper spiritual disciplines. Behavior experts say that it takes 60 days to let go of bad habits and take on good ones. My non-denominational peers may challenge me that there is no biblical mandate to participate in the practice of Lent or the imposition of ashes. But I give the early church leaders the benefit of the doubt that their intention was to lead the church down an avenue for developing deeper spiritual discipline. And who says it needs to end? after 40 days. So much of what we do in worship, so much of what we do here in this place is not about what happens in this place, but what we carry from this place into our own personal lives as we live out our lives together in the process of our personal growth and our relationship with God. So that explains the 40 days. But what about the ashes? Because my non-denominational friends and my Baptist friends and 
and those churches that don't adhere to Ash Wednesday and the Lenten season would say that's just motions. That's just going through the motions. And there's no place in the Bible that talks about having ashes imposed on your forehead. But how often do we see in the Old Testament that ashes are a symbol of repentance? Ashes are a sign of, of the heart. And if we take it to heart and we concentrate on what is meant by the cross on our forehead with the ashes and not just go through the motions of getting them, then that's where it makes a difference in our lives. How often do you read about someone wanting to show a repentant heart in the Old Testament by tearing off their clothes to wear sackcloths and sit in ashes and put ashes on the top of their head? When Jonah declared to the people of Nineveh that God was going to destroy them for their wickedness, everyone from the king on down responded with repentance, fasting, sackcloth, and ashes. So the ashes aren't just a mainline church or another church thing sackcloth and ashes and the ashes of repentance are clearly an Old Testament thing. Could even say they're a Jewish thing or an Israelite thing or the nation of Israel thing rooted in the Old Testament. The ashes remind us of our brokenness and our need for repentance and we cry out, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any grievous way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. The attitude of our hearts during Ash Wednesday beginning tonight and the next 40 days is an attitude of allowing God and to search our heart and being open to understanding what it is that we need to do in order to deepen our own spiritual relationship with him. The Lenten season gives us the opportunity for reflection and honesty. We can learn the joy of surrender to the sovereignty of God. Genesis 3.19 reminds us, by the sweat of your face you will shall eat bread Till, the retu- till you return to the ground. For out of it you were taken, for you are dust, and to dust you shall return. You'll hear those words again at the impos- imposition of ashes. You are dust, and to dust you will return. It's a reminder at this time that, that we are not in control, even of our own lives. God is sovereign. He is in control, and it is our responsibility to to serve him and to listen to his direction with a repentant heart so that we can then be used for his purpose in his kingdom. Galatians 2.20 
says, I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Over the next 40 days, I hope that we are focusing on what God has done for us in Jesus Christ. Romans tells us that while we were still sinning, God loved us and demonstrated his love for us in that he sent his son to die for us. And we don't deserve that. And as we walk through the next days, looking introspectively into our own lives and developing deeper spiritual disciplines, my hope and prayer is that we will come through the Lenten season changed. If we come out of Lent saying, yay, I made it, I can eat chocolate again, (laughs) or I can drink coffee again, or whatever it was that you determined that you were going to give up for Lent, because that's what I heard in high school. Kids at lunch discussing what they were giving up for Lent. In high school, I probably would have given up cooked spinach. I don't like cooked spinach, but it would be easy for me to give up. And from your laughter, I I can feel that you know what that means. That giving up something for Lent is not in the giving up. It's It's in entering into something that is going to challenge our hearts to go deeper in our relationship with God because we are reminded by whatever it was that we gave up. But I, I remember when, when Bob first came, he talked about it's not about always giving something up. Maybe it's about adding something. Maybe adding prayer, adding Bible study, adding something that develops our spiritual discipline and deepens our relationship with God. The Lenten season prepares us for true discipleship. Then he said to them all, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their crosses daily and follow me. Whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life will save it. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he he may lift you up in due time. Cast your anxiety on him, because he cares for you. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. And God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. I question things that maybe I would consider giving up for Lent, if they would be 
even any bit of suffering. And that's what challenges me to think through if I'm going to give up something, what is it that I would give up? Jesus fasted in the desert for 40 days. I don't know that I could do that, but he was Jesus. I'm not Jesus. I don't know that there's anything that I could give up. Well, there are things that you can think of. What are the things, if you were going to concentrate on growing a deeper relationship with Jesus Christ, what direction would you go? Would it be food? Would it be activities? Would it be screen time, phone time, TV time, Fox News, news time? What is it that, that we spend our time doing that we could sacrifice over the next 40 days to spend more time growing and developing our relationship with God. The Lenten season reminds us where our strength comes from. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Our power is made perfect in our weakness. God uses our weakness to make us strong. God walks with us through our weakness to bring us to the other side, transformed, empowered to serve him. And the Lenten season calls us to repentance, sacrifice, service, and prayer. Colossians 3.17, whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. As we navigate through the season of Lent, my heart is that you and I would be serious about what we do. Now, we may, we may say that we're going to do something and not do it, maybe one day, but it's the beginning of the process of discipline in our lives to walk in a living, loving relationship with God through Jesus Christ. I encourage you, if you haven't already, and, if, and likely you're here tonight, so you probably are, have already decided what your Lenten plan is. But if you haven't decided that, I encourage you to think about it carefully and prayerfully and allow God to lead you in a direction. And maybe if you've already decided on something, he may lead you in a new direction. He may lead you in a direction where he wants you to go that you may not feel comfortable going. And that's where our weakness becomes our strength. 
As we come together now for the imposition of ashes, uh, Scott and I will be down front and ask that wait for us to get ready and you come forward and we will be prepared for the imposition of ashes. Let me pray. Father, thank you for tonight. Thank you for what we are about to do. Thank you for where we are about to go. Thank you for where you want to take us in the next 40 days. Help us to be repentant. Help us to be willing to sacrifice ourselves to your, your sovereignty. Through your Holy Spirit, challenge our hearts and draw us into a deeper relationship with you and a deeper understanding of what discipleship means and what it means to truly know and love and follow you. In Jesus' name, amen.